celebrating the finale of the Melbourne Spring Carnival. Ready and away they go. Zipping Classic Day from Caulfield on RSN Racing and Sport. Working our way through the Zipping Classic meeting, David Gately, Mark Hunter and Jamie Rogers from the tab giving us all the market updates and we're up to the feature, the Zipping Classic race 7 on the card over 2,400 metres at Group 2, Wait for Age, the scratching, which did change the market, number 10 without a fight. How does that market look now, Jamie? Well, Warren, since we spoke this morning at the top of the show, Lunsi's is now the outright $3.60 favourite off the back of support that we've seen come through this morning. So we'll start with the one in Vow and Declare, who was equal favourite to start the day, but he's now drifted out to $4. But he has still seen support. He is the second best-backed runner behind Lunsi's. I should say, though, it's probably half of the amount of money of what we are holding on the now favourite. Number three, the sound is also probably the third best-backed runner at $9, but is significantly less than what Bow and Declare and Lunsi's is holding. The five in Chapada has been really popular today, $21 or $4.60 the place. And then Great House at $16 has also seen a little bit of a dabble, as has Desert Icon. But the nine in Lunsi's now at $3.60 is the best-backed favourite here. How do you see them running along in the Zipping Classic, Gator? Yeah, it's um, obviously uh, an interesting uh, little map, isn't it? Um, Desert Icon's probably best chance is to roll um, at uh, just an even speed. He might be the uh, logical. And a few of the others can posse up, though. We saw Kukaracha take the rails trail last time, and Lutzis was able to box seat. So um be interesting. I don't think it'll be a fearsome uh, speed, though. Lutzis was beaten by a potential star, in Sulcombe last time. I thought he held him well in the Geelong Cup, given the wide run. There's that emissary form again in surefire. So I'm going to lean his way. Uh, Vowen declares, going really well, back a notch here. He ran well in the Caulfield Cup. He just couldn't quicken, Um, but then was good late. And that's pretty much him, in that he's a genuine stayer. He ran okay in the Melbourne Cup. Back in trip might be a little query, but um, I think he's a winning hope in this race. Kukaracha gave a promising one a lot of weight last time and ran well. Does boast a third to Zaki at weight for age. And there is Desert Icon who might get that easily. We reference a 9, 1, 6 and 8 there. What are you doing in the Zipping Classic, Mark? Same Quinella. I think they're two main hopes, 9 and 1. And with Luntzies, who was good at Flemington three ago, not given much hope at Geelong and beaten by a star last time. I think you know what you'll get with Luntzies. A few of these, again, are at the crossroads. Uh, Luntzies goes forward, gets a great run. If you're happy to take that price each way, I don't think you can lose to beat number one, Vow and Declare. Going well, Vow and Declare, on wet ground, which doesn't suit it. Uh, the runs in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup have been good. Gets back onto the dry ground here and really gets a chance. Three sound. He's a marvellous old horse. He's got an awkward gait, but he's in good form. And four per cent. Probably not quite racing as well as it can. Goes forward, gets a nice run, and has got at least the place hope. Two hopes for me, nine and one. I'll go nine, one, three, and four. Skinny race, according to Mark Hunter, 9, 1, 3 and 4, the numbers. David Gately with the same exact, 9, 1, 6 and 8. And I'm seeing the race very similarly. I thought Luntzi's run last start was terrific. I think we're all 
thinking that uh, Solcombe's got a very bright future. We might be talking about him this time next year as a key player in the in the Melbourne Cup. And Luncey's ran well there. He's run in the Geelong Cup, considering the run he had, I thought was good. Nine for me. He had a one bound declare back on firmer ground here. He can run well. I think he's been going quite well. This preparation, this is probably a suitable option for him if he's going to get that next win on the board. Sounds going for three in a row in this race. He's going okay. Jamie Mott knows him well. And Persan Ditto, he's going okay. I'm not sure he's quite going as well as he was some 12 months or so ago. Nine, one, three and four for me in the Sipping Classic. Race eight on the card is the Sandown Guineas over the 1,600 metres and the two emergencies come out, numbers 17 and 18. Jamie, so a big fielder of 16 to go around here. What's the market telling us? Well, there's two runners in particular that's seeing support in this race, but let's start with the one in King's Consort who has trimmed up today $16 into $14. Sandpaper, the twos remain pretty solid at $15. Now, the fortune teller, the three... At $4 is the best-backed runner of this race and has also been seeing support rolling through this morning. Shuriken is there at $14. Atmosphere, the 5 At $10, the win and three twenty the place has been really popular for each way. If we go down a little bit further, the 8 Dream Hour at $26 has seen a bit of a dabble at odds. But the best-backed runner, sorry, behind uh, the fortune teller is See You in Heaven, who is the $3.80 favourite. So between... The favourite and the fortune teller, they are by far the most popular runners and seeing support coming through this morning. But also should throw in there, Warren, Marxist at $34 and $8 the win has also seen support. In particular, yesterday was coming through. So maybe a runner there at some odds. Some varying opinions here from a market perspective. Mark, how do you think they might run along? I don't think the tempo will be great, Warren. I think atmosphere will get control of the race from a good barrier. And from there, I would reckon Blake Shin will just put the brakes on and dictate the race. Going forward, maybe Zambagini takes a sit from barrier one. A holy man's not far away. And drawn wide Marxist probably has to roll the dice and try and get up there. So I don't think they'll go hard. I'm tipping number three, the fortune teller, who brings the best form to the race with the Caulfield Guineas and the Carbine. Ran well in the Carbine. If it doesn't win, I think it's a wide, wide open race to beat number one, King's Consort. I think onto the mile dry ground, this horse will improve a lot just couldn't get going on that track at Ballarat, but finished the race off well. 12 holy men. Coming out of a different, completely different form line, but going well, we'll run a strong mile and get a good run up on the speed and five atmosphere. Who has to run the mile, but I can see it getting a pretty soft running front and dictating and giving a good kick. 3, 1, 12 and 5. How are you seeing the, the guineas, Skater? Yeah, look, I think the fortune teller, um, assuming he's not, you know, at the, at the end of the prep, uh, he, he looks the winner to me and hence made him the best bet of the day. I think he was you know, obviously running really well in a Corfu Guinea. His finale in the Carbine Club was excellent. The race fastest, his last two 200 splits, the race rated well this year and um, looks extremely well placed. See you in heaven. Did look the unlucky runner in the desirable stakes. The form might have been franked earlier in that, from that race by now, by race eight. There's no reason to doubt her at 1,600. She's the danger. The market tells you that. Shuriken was in the wrong spot uh, at Flemington. Drew one. Wrong day for that. And clearly beat King's Consort last time. But uh, King's Consort looked every bit like a 1,600 metre horse last week, didn't he? I mean, it took him three days to wind up. And then he was strong the last 100. Two kilo swing helps. 3.13, 4 and 1. Number three, the fortune teller. Best of the day for David Gately, three, thirteen, four, and one. Mark Hunter also with the fortune teller, three, one, twelve, and five. 
I'm with the fortune teller also. He's getting deep into the first racing preparation, but he's with a great stable to, to know that uh, he's still got some petrol in the tank. He's runs in the Caulfield Guineas and in the Carbine Club, I think, are the, the best form reference for this. Three for me. Head of one, King's Consort. I thought the... Sandian Guineas was a terrific race for him following a, a couple of runs this preparation and he did enough last week at Ballarat back in the field. Not a lot of early toe, but he chased quite well up to 1,600 metres. Will suit. 13, see you in heaven. She looks like she'll get out to 1,600 metres now. She didn't have a lot of luck last time at 1,400 metres at Flemington. She's by Divine Profit, a, a Caulfield Guineas winner and, and she looks to be going well without much luck last start and I thought Angry Skies was capable of bouncing back. His form leading into his last run was good enough to, to have him right in the mix here. 3, 1, 13 and 9 from me in the Sandown Guineas race 8 on the card. Race 9's the summon stakes for the Mares over the 1,600 metres. Take out numbers 1, Mineravision, who came out as an early scratching. Also take out 6, 10, 12 and 16. How's the market shaping up in the last, Jamie? Well, Warren, there's support sort of all over the place. However, we do have a very, very popular favourite. So we'll start with the do in Belle Placier, who has firmed up into $8.50. The three, my whisper, is at four eighty. The four, Paul's Regret, has been popular at the $4 place price. Number five, Mac and Cheese at $10 is the second best backed runner behind the favourite. Roots is that $3.20 favourite at $8 and is extremely popular. And when I say that Mac and Cheese is second best, it's pretty much more than half of what we're holding on roots um and then another award at 26 dollars has been popular as well and then the 14 cliffs art at 13 dollars and 350 the place has also been popular don't know if the speed's that clearly defined here a number of horses capable of taking a, a forward spot paul's regret deny knowledge we heard maddie williams say that you just allow Torrigine to, to come out and, and find where she is. From a wider draw, if she begins cleanly, she might find herself somewhere near the speed. I wouldn't even be surprised to see another award somewhere near the speed. Belle Placier could also hold a spot and be somewhere near the speed. So I don't think it's clearly defined, but I think it'll generate at least a, an even tempo. Keen on number eight roots here I thought her runs this preparation have just been outstanding she's been well placed to race through the grades but her earlier form indicated she was well up to this grade if not even progressing on to some better races in the future I think she's the horse to beat clearly eight roots ahead of three my whisper who did beat roots two starts ago I think roots you'd argue was an unlucky runner on that occasion and my whisper was able to blend into the race but there was still plenty of merit in her performance and she covered ground at group one level on the empire rose last start so she drops in grade here whereas you'd argue that roots is rising in grade I think they're the two key winning hopes but Conceding a chance to number five, Mac and Cheese, who'll be probably off the speed on what looks just an even tempo, but she'll be strong late. And we haven't got a ceiling yet on Torrigine, who does rise in grade, but just racing well, finding a way, and, and seems to have that little bit of a versatility. The Matty Williams stable having a really good run of it at the moment. Eight, three, five, and seven for me. In the last, Gator, how are you lining them up here? Yeah, I thought Mac and Cheese at the, at the double figures was um, was the value in the race. I think obviously went to 1,400 from uh, Flemington second up. Weave through rushed home. Ran very well to a horse called My Whisper last prep at 1,800. So clearly uh, that ties her in and tells me she's good enough. Roots did look unlucky not to beat My Whisper at the, the Valley. In saying that, My Whisper covered a lot of ground and still beat her. It was a terrific win. 
So you could argue that to the end of the earth. Um, then Roots goes to Flemington, wins well. My Whisper goes to a Group 1, runs quite well. Belfast held on well in that same Group 1, the Empire Rose. Cliffsart is flying, she is, but um, she keeps racing just a length or so out of out of her class. I think she's the best blowout, perhaps, though. 5832 home. 583 and 2 from Gator. Mark, how are you bringing us home? Yeah, with Roots, uh, Warren, I thought um, probably should have beaten my Whisper at the Valley and then went to Flemington, was given a a beautiful ride just to blend into the race, was entitled to win. Didn't exactly put the iron bolt in, but it just looks the horse on the improve, going to get a beautiful run, 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere there, blending into the race at the right time. And I think Roots can win again to beat number three, My Whisper. Got a long way back last time, got through the line quite well. Good draw here, goes forward, gets a great run on a moderate tempo, will improve for sure. Seven Torajine through a completely different form line, at least will run a strong mile, and then five mac and cheese. He looks ready to fire after two runs back. Finished the race off well last time. I'll go eight, three, seven, and five. That's our Mark Hunters bringing us home. Eight, three, seven, and five. David Gately with number five, Mac and Cheese, ahead of eight, three, and two. I'm keen on routes eight ahead of three, five, and seven. In the last, Jamie, before we take a break, come back with the boys' thoughts on the quaddy and, and best bets. How are you seeing the, the market and any market moves best backed at Caulfield and around the country this morning? Well, Warren, best backed is still race one cylinder. It's definitely by far the best backed on the program. But I've got to say, Roots has been extremely popular this morning and has now become one of the better backed runners of the day, as well as race four, number five in Vienna Princess at that double figure price is just continuing to firm in and seeing support. And of course, Lunsi is in the Zipping Classic now as the $3.60 favourite. And elsewhere around the country, Valana is very popular in the Winter Bottom Stakes and in Rose Hill. If you wanted to go for a bit of a, a longer option, race nine, number seven, Sky Command has been best backed for the day at Rose Hill and is currently at $8. What are you most looking forward to today, Jamie? Uh, for me, Warren, race five, number eight in Norwegian Bliss. I've actually got her as one of my best bets of the day just with her unbeaten in seven starts and I'm interested to see if she can continue that unbeaten way and as well as race eight, number five for Atmosphere to place after just being a beaten a lip last night at Flemington. I've also got just intrigued to see race four cast just as an each way option. I just thought she was fighting until the end when second last start and I'm interested to see how she goes today. Great work as always, Jamie. Thanks for your help this morning. Thanks, Warren. Speak to you all next week. Jamie Rogers there from the tab and reminder tomorrow morning we'll be live from Warrnambool courtesy of OTI for an outside broadcast leading in the, the Jericho Cup meeting. We'll have the review of the Caulfield meeting between 9 and 10 o'clock but between 8 and 9 we'll really focus on the Jericho Cup. Some of the colour behind a lot of the players involved. Maddie Stewart Brenda Delaney down there with me and we'll have plenty of guests focusing on the Jericho Cup courtesy of OTI outside broadcast from the deck Warrnambool race course tomorrow morning from eight o'clock right now it's time for a break we'll come back with the boys best bets thoughts on the quaddy at Caulfield